This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast, Pastor Albert Pendorvis. The Old Trailblazer, like not got started there, didn't I? Kind of run out of gas already. But this is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. I'm happy to be with you folks. Been here all the week. Today's Friday, Dan. We're going to get back to the home 20 in a little while and get you back there in the morn, get some new fresh hay and some maybe some uh, short wheat short. We used to sell it, send our, feed our old mule wheat short. It's easy to chew. But this is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old farm boy. That's what I was. Raised on the farm. And uh, Lord bless me. Never did let me get into a lot of trouble. You don't get in a lot of trouble when you work all day, every day. But this is the old tribulation. We bring you this study on the sealing work of the Holy Spirit. We're coming down close. Well, we got several more studies. But uh, we're looking there where the Father inspects and seals his Son according to John 6.27. Let's read it. The Father announced the transaction in Matthew uh, 3.16 like this. And Jesus, when he was baptized went up straight out of the water, and lo, the heavens were open unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. In whom I am well pleased. Did you get that, my friend? Oh, but listen, listen. Then, in, then as Christ is the light of the world... So are born-again believers the light, the light of Christ. John 1, 9 says, Christ was the true light, and that lighteth every man that comes into the world. Matthew 5, 14 says that born-again believers are the light of the world. Isn't that grace, my friend? Don't that make you happy? Then if the believer is the light of the world, he is the, uh, he is the, Witness for Christ, for Acts one eight says one eight yeah one eight, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses of me. These facts being true, there are very few saved folks in our churches today. Now, my friend, that's the truth that I don't like to say. I don't see any hardly anyone wanting to be saved. Do you? Can you write me or call me and say, Pastor, we've got a whole bunch of church members here wanting to be saved. I'd love to hear from you. I would. I got a, I got a, a, a call from a man up in uh, Missouri not long ago. He was a black preacher. He said, Trailblazer, I'm a black sovereign grace preacher. Oh, that raises a hair on people's head. A black sovereign grace preacher. I said, well, good to know you, my friend. Uh, what kind of operation church? He said, well, I got a church. I got 14 members. I said, well, if you had 500 members, you wouldn't be preaching in a sovereign grace church. But he did, and I made friends with him, and I praise the Lord for him. Are you are you a, are you a, save, Are you serving the Lord, my friend, wherever he puts you? It don't matter. You don't have to have a big crowd. Oh, we right now, everybody goes in for big churches and big steeples and big auditoriums, big gymnasiums, pool, pool halls and swimming pools. Those are the things that attract young people, my friend. And that's the, that's the sign of the times. Oh, listen, what did Paul say? They shall be lovers of, lovers of uh, self more than lovers of God. That's right. Children, on, on, no respect for their parents. I can't quote it right now. I'll get it for you later. But my friend, let's go back. We're looking at the sealing work of the Holy, Holy Spirit. 
It says here in Matthew 5, 14, that born-again believers are the light of the world. Then if the believer is the light of the world, he is the witness for the Lord. We read that just a minute ago. These facts being true, there are very few people saved in our churches today. Now, I'll tell you this little occasion. We had a gracious friend, part of our work here, have visited somebody up in the northeast, and they come back through a town on the coast, and they had heard about this church. Both have been a good good church. And they, they stopped by there on Sunday evening and went to service in church. And they said it was the coldest service they had ever been in their life. They sat there, just those the man and his wife, and they just waited through the service over and went out the back door and the preacher was standing there and shook his hand and said, good to see you, good to see you. Never, never even made them a welcome. Nobody in the church Nobody in the church ever even congratulated them for being there. We had two couples come here from Kentucky one night going down to New Orleans to catch a boat. And they was here for our Wednesday night service. Never been here before. Never been here again. And two couples, two men, two women, two ladies. And uh, my wife was living at that time. And so they come out, dismissed. After I dismissed the service, they come down the aisle and stopped and shook hands with my wife. And they said, Miss Pandora, this is the lovingest church I've ever been in. You people love each other. I never, I don't see that where we go to church. Now, isn't that something, my friend, that people have to say something like that? What about your church? I ask you oftentimes, maybe not enough, when you leave out of church on Sunday night or Wednesday night, ask your pastor, Pastor, tell us how the Lord saved you. You understand that? Just ask him, Pastor, tell us how the Lord saved you. We don't want to hear that you joined a church when you're seven years old or eight years old, nothing like that. Tell us if the Lord ever awakened you to your lost condition and then opened your heart to see that Christ died for you. Tell us all those. Just take a Sunday evening service, Pastor, and tell us those things. But this old tribulator, get, let's get back to our study. The average church member today is witnessing about everything else except the Lord. Just as the world has rejected God's love gift, Christ, so the churches today have rejected the Holy Spirit, God's love gift to the church. He lives in a born again, he lives there in a born again believer, and as he lives, he in the believer, the world will see Christ, for his conversation centers around him, because Christ is his salvation. And lives in, and lives within. We live. He lives within. Is at home with the believer, and the two walk together in fellowship. The believer's conversation is about his crucified, buried, and risen Lord. Stop and think, my friend. What do you think about the world and the things of the world? Your religion, or your experience, the Holy Spirit, or Christ. If you are born again, you will talk about the Lord. He's dying for you and dying for others, for your loved ones and all those things. And I've mentioned this once or twice before, back when Brother Pastor uh, President Clinton was in the, in the White House. Mr. Billy Graham was living at that time, and he a lot of times spoke with the president, four or five, he said. And I saw him on television one morning, coming out of the White House, kind of arm in arm, and walking down the sidewalk, talking a little bit. 
But I had just read in the paper where President Clinton signed that order for the for the death of abortion. Abortion, people who are children or babies are killed. President Nick Clinton had just fixed it where you could do that live abortion. Yeah, childbirth. Just actually kill those children after they're born. Oh, and I won't get on that because I, I'll just get hung up on it. But I want to remember, we'll be back here. Well, I'm not through yet. I'm still going on. Let me get back to our study. We're starting a new little paragraph, a new study today on Christ and the Holy Spirit. I hope you'll pay attention. Don't put down all your pots and pans there, Mama, and uh, put down your broom or your newspaper, whatever you're looking at. As we continue our study on what the Bible teaches about the Holy Spirit, which is the third person of the Trinity or the third person of the Godhead, we want to bring you some studies, more studies on this subject, Christ and the Holy Spirit, and how the Holy Spirit identifies the believer with Christ. Let's bear in mind, as we pursue our studies on this great subject, that the Holy Spirit is as much God as God the Father and God the Son. I tell folks that all the time. It's three Three in one, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is just as much God as God is, just as much God as as Christ is. My friend, don't try to differentiate between them. Just accept it and go on. Oh, but my friend, listen. Listen, let's get started. Let's go back in our study now. <clears throat> Drop my phone. I had to go get it. But listen, I know over this country is being denied the doctrine of the whole trinity. I know that. The once, then once you set aside this doctrine of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you have no Savior, my friend. No. Listen, God the Son is as much God as God the Father, and on the other hand, He is as much as, as if He were not God. He is the God-man. So the Holy Spirit is God a very God and all the attributes that are ascribed to Jehovah God is ascribed to Jehovah God the Spirit and all the attributes that are ascribed to Jehovah God God the Father are ascribed to Jehovah God the Son oh my friend let's stop right there and we'll pick it up next week and get started but before we go off there I want to bring you this little message this little news I've mentioned it before we have a a study, or by, well, we have a pamphlet we put together on what we most surely believe. People call me and say, Pastor, what do y'all preach? What do y'all believe? So I put together two pages of what we most surely believe, and I'll be glad to send it to you, free and postpaid, if you'll just write me or drop me a line or call me, email me, whatever. And then also, here lately, I came across some uh, something by Pastor Sheldon in the 1950s. He had a session where he would let people write him and ask him questions, and he would write them back and give them the answer. So I have that pamphlet ready to go out. Anybody would like to have one, I'll be glad to send it along with the other one, what we most surely believe. No cost, no charge for them. I want to just give you one question maybe to whet your appetite. Listen to this one. What will God's judgment be on those who have never heard the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? Now, I've wondered about that. When I was a kid myself, because those people over there, we call them hot and tots in Africa and all that. But listen, you know the answer? Listen, answer. The judgment of God falls on all who know not the Lord Jesus Christ. 
It is our responsibility to get the gospel to them. The judgment rests in the hands of God. God holds us responsible to warn the wicked of his way. The question is, with me is not what God will do with them, but what am I doing about getting the message to them? And that was a question from Biloxi, Mississippi, back in 1950. A long time ago, huh? And that's before many of you were even born. But this is the old Trailblazer broadcast. We're here Monday through Friday. And also we have many, many other broadcasts. Radiomission.org is our website. You go there and you can look up over 100 radio stations that we're on. You can get the times and dates of the broadcast. And then we, we have so much information there. Also, our What's the Truth magazine. I wish you'd subscribe to that. A couple of dollars a year. And it'll give you all those schedules there. It gives you a letter by the pastor here, letters by late Pastor L.R. Shelton on letters to awaken sentences that will bless your heart and children's story hour. And we just have so much material there that folks don't know about. A lot of things I learned. And we have uh, gracious, gracious uh, uh, quotes from Pastor Shelton and others, Pastor Dr. Copeland. Oh, if you knew Dr. Copeland, you'd read his story. And listen, my friend, but the old trailblazer will be back next week with another another study from God's Word on the, the sealing work. The sealing work, we're going to be looking at Christ and the Holy Spirit. Remember the old trailblazer's address, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my mailing and my Phone number, air code 225-664-8658. I would love to hear from you. Help me with the broadcast. And if you, if you can't, just tell me I'd love to, but I can't. And I appreciate it, my friend. Goodbye, and God bless you. The Old Trailblazer broadcast is evaluating response from our area. If you want Pastor Pendarvis to remain on the air, email or call the ministry today. Email pastor at radiomissions.org. That's pastor at radiomissions.org. Or call 225-664-8658. 225-664-8658. Let the old Trailblazer broadcast know you want the program to continue airing on this station.